welcome everyone to another episode of the Storyteller Saga, a podcast all about the process and experience of writing straight from the authors. This is an intimate look into the lives of today's most prolific and talented writers, an author profile in the words of the writers themselves. There will be drama, there will be explosions, there will be secrets exposed here that you will not find anywhere else. Lives will be changed, and lives will be ruined. It will be Michael Bay meets Nick Cassavetes on Dr. Moreau's Island, except that the island is William Golding's Lord of the Flies, and the incubator is this podcast. This podcast is the confessional camera on The Bachelor, if that camera was manned by a 40-year-old aspiring author with a giant beard and dyed hair, and was a microphone instead of a camera okay if you're not already following hit follow wherever you're listening to this and make sure to follow on instagram as well at micah campbell writes to keep up with everything that's going on if you're listening on apple podcasts please leave a review i think apple is currently the only platform that has a review option a few points to touch on in your review are how wonderful my voice is how professional the show was how sexy my beard is. Oh, and how awesome the guests are. And speaking of special guests, my guest today is just about to release her high fantasy debut, The Blood of the Lion, which is the first book in the Varelian saga. I'm assuming that she's currently holed up somewhere in the mountains of Colorado, surrounded by her dogs, doing last minute edits and prep, and I couldn't be more excited to have her on the show. She is a self-confessed coffee addict, and she has taken precious time away from all bookish things to sit down with me and talk about all things writing. Chelsea McKenna, welcome to the show. Well, thank you so much for having me. That's one of the most epic intros I think I've ever heard about myself. Well, I, uh, to be honest, I don't know if it's so much that it was about you or that it was my epic voice, my <laughs> delivery of such epicness that, that made it so. <laughs> but, you know, we'll, uh, we'll leave that up to the listeners. We'll see. We'll see. Well, what do you want to know? I mean, I'm here to talk all about writing books. I mean, if you want to talk about coffee, we can talk about coffee, too. If we want to talk well, about the soil and the ground and the mountains, we can do that, too. <laughs> well, you know, what's funny is... I am, I love coffee. I have it every morning. I have it all through the day. I'm drinking a cup right now. But I drink Folgers, man. Like, I'm just a straight black Folgers. That's it. So no. is that like, yeah, right. So so hit me, hit me with a little, hit me with a little. Uh, oh, gosh. Well, um, I love you to death, but Folgers, no, no, no. I... Yeah, man. I mean, what's up? <laughs> uh, the best I part have... of waking up, right? Oh. Gosh, no, no, no. <laughs> You're missing out, man. It's all about the bean. I have a cup of uh, espresso, which is from the Lavazza bean, and then I add okay. hot water and cream and cinnamon powder to it. I mean, that is how you start your morning right. Well, you know, that sounds good, but hey, look, I take my little my little cinnamon shaker, and I put some cinnamon in the grounds before I brew it. Okay, I can't like, even uh, dodge That's a little step that. up, right? Yeah, that is a that's a solid step up. I've put nutmeg yeah. before in that too. Oh, there you go. I haven't tried nutmeg. See, I don't know, I don't know all the flavors. You know, and I guess I mean the only are the coffee. I don't. Where do you even get hoity-toity coffee? You know, I don't know. Amazon. They Amazon. Okay. Man, Amazon's <laughs> Amazon's turning into like the the online Walmart. Man, you can get anything there. I know. 
I know. Gosh. I hate to admit it, but it's ninety percent of my stuff that I buy. It's on yeah. Amazon. No, that's true. I mean, I I do. I, I obviously I will not step foot in Walmart. I haven't done that for years, and I will I will never go to Walmart again to save my life. Again, but, it sounds like there was a terrible experience. <sighs> there wasn't really a terrible experience. Walmart's just gross. You know, I mean, uh, Walmart, if you still want, you know, Walmart, if you still want to, uh, to sponsor the show, I'm down. I'll change that. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll remove that. But, uh, if they're not going to sponsor the show, yeah, Walmart's gross, man. You know, I I don't, I don't dig Walmart. No, it's, uh, you walk in and you actually leave feeling like you haven't bathed in a week. Exactly. 100%. Exactly. 100%. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's just, man, oh man. And you know, my wife does, uh, my wife does Target still, but even now, and I will, I will say probably the only good thing and i'll go on record for this the only good thing that came out of this ridiculous two year plus lockdown covid bullcrap is pick up groceries have you done that so where i live i live because i live in the mountains of colorado i can't do that like oh you can't do that you have to actually still go in oh yeah i mean it's a it's a journey to get to a walmart which by the way i still go to occasionally because it's one of the well out of out of probably out of necessity though right yeah yeah you don't buy your jeans from walmart come on chelsea no 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 okay old work jeans in the restaurant industry i bought because you would go through them so quickly because they would just get splattered with stuff it's like i'm not gonna go buy expensive stuff like give me the crappy stuff that i can throw on and roll yeah Right, man. I, and look, I'm not knocking people to go to Walmart. My, my mom is in Walmart probably seven times a day because she likes, I don't know, the return lady or something. You know, so she's <laughs> she's all about Walmart. <laughs> Just personally, I, I'm not down with it. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I will tell you one thing. My Walmart is based about 30 minutes away. And it is, and this is saying a lot. I'm serious. It is nicer than the Safeway 10 minutes from me. The Safeway that I live closest to is wow. a drug addict's hotspot. I say that. Really? That is, I'm not lying. Like, tweakers oh, are bagging your stuff. You're not sure if there's a drug deal going in the back alley. I mean, it's that's great, that kind man. of place. That's I awesome. Know, I know. That, mean, yeah. that, that goes to show you really are out there in the mountains. That's that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I'm a, there's a cartel documentary being filmed around here. No. I don't really? Know, but no, there's oh, not. that's great. You know, one time, I don't know, it was about it was about a month ago, my wife and I were like, we, we want pizza, so all right, let's get some pizza. So Amanda Amanda had to take Emma to a uh, to a volleyball game, so she's like, I'll pick up some pizza after Emma and I come home. I was like, all right, cool. So I get a call around 8.30, and it's winter, so it's night, and uh, they're in the parking lot of the, of the place where they're picking up pizza, and they're like, we're not going in to get the pizza. I was like, what's wrong? And there was a almost naked dude sitting out in front of the pizza place like doing doing like karate kicks and spinning around and talking to himself oh my yeah i mean hilarious so i was like all right you guys come home i'll go up and get it so i went up to go get it and you know i I saw the i saw the naked dude and it was pretty funny i was like what's up dude you know and that that was that but (laughs) i mean that was was, we live in the country so there's like one gas station slash pizza place slash everything else, and of course there's a Dollar General because every place has a Dollar General. Of course. But that's it, and you know, everybody you know everybody works there, you know, missing teeth and you know that kind of thing. But that's hey, it's home, right? It's home. It's the weirdest <laughs> feeling. You know where you live, and you're like, 
gosh, this is not the finest establishment that I right. walk into. But still, but, there is a weird but, feeling of home. Yeah, yeah. And, you're, you know, you walk out and... Obviously, I don't see mountains, but I walk out and I see trees and I see creeks and I don't see oh, houses yeah. and I see fields and my kids can go out and play uh, till midnight. They can walk three miles. But, you know, there's no worries. I'm in the country. There's nobody around and I love it. So if I have to put up with some, you know, some crackhead doing naked dances in front of my wife and daughter every once in a while to get some pizza, that's the price you pay. <laughs> I could not agree more. I right. mean, my whole town is, I, it's a hot spot for just the strangest people and obviously drug addicts. And I've been yeah. told we've got a number one drug dealer here. I mean, we're just going to go all shameless here and admit to that. But yeah, well, maybe we should have him on the show. The I know. Yeah. I was going to say, just invite him on. He could talk about the business, you know? Yeah, <laughs> maybe he can tell me where to get some good coffee beans. I mean, coffee beans come from the same place as cocaine, exactly, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I'm yeah. sure they have a fine establishment. <laughs> so where do you where do you live in Colorado? I mean, you, you don't need to get specific, but kind of kind of where-ish on the map kind of thing. Oh, gosh. Let me think here. Uh, I would say on the west side of denver about 45 okay. minutes outside of the main city and i live above the town idaho springs i'm shameless okay. to admit to that everybody cool. can know where the drug dealers are but yeah that's great <laughs> but so yeah, i live the above only... the town okay so the only places i know in colorado are denver and steamboat springs do you know where that's okay. at? Have you, have, do you know where that's, that is? Steamboat, I have passed once or twice going north. Okay. Uh, I think th two, maybe Estes or somewhere. If anybody listens in on this and realizes how bad I just geographically like slaughtered that, don't sure. Touch me. Eh. Yeah, that's I mean, that's part <laughs> of it. Right. I mean, let, let's not get ahead of ourselves. I mean, really, let's be honest. Who is listening to this? I am. I am. Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so all we, we had a little fun there. That's that's good. We'll get back to it because there's a lot in there that I want to unpack. But before we get too much further in, uh, I would like to give you a chance, if you would, to kind of, in your own words, explain uh, who you are, what you're doing, what makes you tick, that kind of thing. Oh, that is a loaded question. Let's see. Where do I begin? I'm probably going to ramble. Chelsea McKenna here. I go underneath the pen name C.D. McKenna, which is what the Blood of the Lion of the Varelian Saga will be published as. Yeah. I moved to Colorado about three years ago, originally from Arizona, although I'm a Colorado baby. I was born here, and oh, okay. I just don't remember any of it. I know. Hmm. So a lot of people are always like, oh, you're one of the tourists that came here. I'm like, no, my roots were always here. Don't right. you worry. Darn right. Don't you worry. Exactly. And I obviously, what makes me tick is the mountains. I mean, mountains, stars, coffee, books, yeah. dogs, animals. I love the animals. Rivers yeah. and creeks. Gosh, I was at a creek yesterday down in Golden, uh, which is about south east of me and that was just absolutely okay. breathtaking it's all iced over and it's you know got awesome. the water rump rolling through crystal blue yeah that's yeah. the kind of stuff that i live for but yeah. i digress i'll go back i am obviously a hardcore writer i have been writing for 13 13 and a half years okay. honestly i could not quote you on that time 
I've just, as long as I can remember, I've been writing. Sure. And I think I ended up finding one of my original notebooks, which is super exciting. And awesome. the original notebook of one of my first stories, like before I was writing and just writing different random things, this was one of my first, I'm writing a story. And sure. it was dated 2010, I believe, February yeah. 26th. I don't know what I was thinking at that time, at that age, and I thought, <laughs> I'm going to date this. But I'm grateful I did because it's kind of cool. So, yeah, great. Yeah. And I was writing different stories all throughout middle school, high school. I worked on a – actually, I worked on a vampire werewolf Norse mythology-inspired book for the longest did. time. But yeah. it, exactly, of course I did, right? right? That was what I was doing on my free time instead of socializing. Right. I was like, I'm going to go write this book. Yeah. But I was so, I didn't like the direction of the story. I didn't, I was missing the vision and I kind of had a slump, not going to lie. I think as writers sure. could always face those slumps every now and then. Yeah. And I walked away from writing completely. Six months goes by. And that was the longest stretch of my life that I've gone without writing. Really? Before, obviously, I could hold a pencil, you know. That doesn't count. Yeah, right, but right. Yeah. <laughs> that was the longest stretch I've ever gone. And hmm. the pandemic hit. And I – oh, my dogs are going off. If you could I was going to say, I couldn't tell if that was yours or mine because it's coming through the, through the headphones. So I – six months passed, and the pandemic started, and I was watching – of all things, The Lion King, the live-action film. Awesome, and which I've not seen. This... I'll tell you why later, but okay, continue. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh, I'm so curious. So I was watching it, and I saw Simba, and I had this idea. I thought, what if you have a character that was born and raised in a good family? There was nothing amiss, nothing wrong, but destiny had other plans, and he was part of a twisted prophecy that would bring out the worst in him. And hmm. thus, Morai Geralt was born, and the Varelian Saga was born the first week of the pandemic. And I was at Hobby Lobby the next day, buying canvases for world building. And awesome. it, yeah, it kind of just took off from there. It took me over a year to figure out the name, The Blood of the Lion, though. I had yeah. all sorts of things. And sure. the Varelian Saga obviously wasn't named the Borellian saga at first it was right, right. some other stuff that i can't say without spoilers so <laughs> sure yeah that's awesome so how far are you into the now we'll talk about the blood of the lion because yeah, that's why we're here but how much further are you in is this going to be a trilogy is it going to be continuing how much do you know of what's to oh, come oh it's it's a saga for sure easily 9 books Wow. I am, yeah, I am seventy-five to 80,000 words into book two, which I can't disclose the title, awesome. but I know the sure, title. Sure. And the, there's an Easter egg actually in book one of the title, which is my little excitement for the day. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and I am shameless to admit that this morning... I started a spinoff series that takes place 156 years prior to, or 165 years prior to the events that take awesome. place in the Blood of the Lion. Awesome. Because why not? Yeah. Yeah, why not? That is that is great. Now, I'm assuming, and I've kind of looked at uh, some of your posts, uh, this is 
in the fantasy realm, right? I hope it is. That's what I put in my mm-hmm. intro. <laughs> so, yeah. so if it's not, yes. we're, we're going to have to start over. <laughs> oh, it's like, psych, this whole time I was writing romance. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but, okay, so are you familiar with the Shannara story? Uh, yes, I think I have one or two of those books somewhere shoved in my book. I have an ugly bookcase. It's not pretty. But yeah, continue. Well, <laughs> check it out. So, okay, so I read the Shannara stuff earlier after I got out of the, so my introduction to reading and to fantasy was Tolkien. So after I got out of the Tolkien era, I started looking for other epic and high fantasy, and I found Terry Brooks and the Shannara series. So I read all that. And the Shannara series is, of course, fantasy. I don't know if you've read the books that you have. I mean, I have a million books I, that I've never read. So I don't know if you've read them, but they're they're high fantasy. And they span... I want to read them. Yeah, they're, I mean, they're good, but but they span eons. So each book wow. of the original trilogy are a thousand years apart. What? So it's Yeah, it's crazy. So when you read the first book, you know, that's great. And when you come to the next book, you're expecting to catch up with these characters. And it's like their great, 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 great grandchildren's story. It's wild. So it what? bounces all over the place. How do you feel about that? How do you feel about I, that? I didn't like it. I still don't like it. I like the okay, characters and, okay. the, and the world, but I do not like that. That yeah. I would feel kind of like a yo-yo pulled around. Yeah. I, I, I don't think yeah. I would like that. No, when I cracked open book two and none of the characters were there, I was like, well, it's, it's like I'm starting a new story. But then the world uh-huh. brought it back in. You know, the world brought it back together. So it was, it was cool. But no, I don't like that. If I'm going to read a continuation of a story i want i want the characters that i became vested in right exactly exactly that was something really important to me actually in my world building and storytelling was yes there needs to be some time gaps but i really really want to avoid any major time gaps because i think it takes away from the story's essence oh yeah absolutely it does so but let me blow your mind are you are you ready are you ready to have i'm ready i'm buckled up uh, spoilers for anyone who has not read Terry Brooks' Shannara series or the Word and the Void series, because this is where it gets crazy. So, Shannara series done. He's still, you know, he's he's still got books coming out. Or is he? Has he passed? Anyways, up to a certain point, he's had books coming out. So it's a very long series. And then there was this other series by Terry Brooks called The Word and the Void, and it was about okay. this normal life girl uh, in the real world who stumbled into the woods, came across a, uh, a pixie, I think it was. Anyways, and it was introduced to this epic good versus evil battle, but it never really okay. got into fantasy, ever. It just got into some demonic presence being in the world, and there was a good presence in the world, and she had to choose which side, and, and of course, the story unfolded. Great story, no connection. Until the very end, when some of the things that happened during the last battle and into her, like I said, spoiler guys, sorry, into her death. (laughs) (laughs) Oops. (laughs) Uh, But some of those, some of those things that come up are things that happened in the Shannara series. Oh, shit. Seriously? Okay. So then you go back into the Shannara series and you realize that some of these caves and things they have gone into when they had these unexplainable mechanisms and gears and things like this, I'm about to blow your mind. The word and the void happened before the fantasy 
world of Shannara. Her death caused a cataclysm that destroyed the world and it had to rebuild itself from scratch. And then the Shannara series started. I just got full body chills. I'm going to be Dude, real. That is pretty fucking epic. The most insane thing. I mean, my mind, I, I got goosebumps now just explaining. I probably didn't even explain it right because it's been probably 10 years since I've read it. But that is what happens. So you're reading this. Whenever you read fantasy, you think millions of years ago or however many years. You think in another world. Right. And then you have this other story. And he never connected the two. Marketing never connected the two as being related. So it's up to the reader to say, wait, I remember that. And then, oh my gosh, thousands of years later, after the world rebuilt itself, this fantasy world still has the things that this girl did in the real world. Oh awesome. my God. Awesome. I totally, you know, totally off topic, but in some strange way, it reminds me of the Insidious movies with how they kind of tie in the storyline with all four movies. And I, I've only seen the first, but I, I mean, I'd love to see the rest of them. I've just only seen the first. You've got to see, I can't, well, then I'm not going to say anything because I don't want to spoil okay. anything. Yeah. But they, it's something very similar. Obviously, not fantasy, not a thousand right. years apart, but. When you watch the movies, they do several scenes where they tie in timelines, and you're like, wait a minute, hold up. I remember yeah. that from the first movie. It yeah. will blow yeah. your mind. Yeah, so see, it's like that, but on like a freaking epic proportion. Just like, who who would have thought that that could even be possible? Like, it's awesome. I, I'm going to have to read this book. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, now, I mean, you will, gosh, cause like I said, and the books are enormous. You know, it's high fantasy. So the books are enormous, and there's like my language. I think there's like I think there's forty million of them, and then you know then there's the three word in the void ones, but uh, forty million, yeah, something like that. Oh but, my it, God. It, but it is incredible. I, I I ruined it for you. You're not gonna have your mind blown in person, but it's still amazing to see how he did it. It's it's awesome. It's still worth a read. I love that yeah, kind of absolutely. stuff. Those yeah. Easter eggs that the readers are forced to pick up on. I, yeah, that is a read and a half. Yeah, super cool. So we were we were talking about your uh, your time difference, your uh, your prequel per se. I guess we'll call it that now. But let's go back to uh, the. I'm gonna. I, I want to make sure I, we'll, we'll cut this and edit it in so it sounds right. Vorelian, <laughs> right? Vorelian. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I just want to make sure you know because it's, it's a lot easier for me to get the right word now than to have to cut it and go find where I said it right and put it in. So. Oh, gosh, I couldn't even imagine. Oh, it's brutal. Okay, <laughs> so I want to get back to the Varelian saga and, and where, you're, where you're going with that. All right, talk to me. What do you want to know? Well, so, well, gosh, let's start with what's, uh, what's here. How much am I able to say about what you sent me? Are we able to talk about release date for The Blood of the Lion? Absolutely. Let's talk let's about it. Let's talk about it. that. Yeah. So, March, is it? March 4th, 2022. That is the the hopeful release date. Uh, Super exciting because I finished the manuscript last week over the holidays. Congratulations. Yeah, I lost sleep over it. You know, edits, as we've discussed, beautiful, beautiful process in the writing journey. And I mean that sarcastically. Right. (laughs) It's like I'm in the final proofread and I'm questioning everything I'm writing. And I'm like, I've made it six months this deep into the editing process. There is nothing I can change. Right. Right. Yeah. (laughs) But 
I finished the manuscript at midnight, Wednesday night, technically Thursday morning. And awesome. uh, I actually was laughing to myself because I spent Monday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. No, no, no. It was those first four days. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, up okay. until midnight, listening to 80s music with my laptop hey, right on. and just yeah right on i mean it was just i usually am in i'm usually in a very like rocking mood i do gothic yeah. rock and the german style and stuff it just felt appropriate i was in my last stretch for these edits and i'm like let's throw on some 80s and let's rock it so yeah. i finished that and lost i think i had i was functioning off 16 hours of sleep for four days uh Oof. i'm shameless to admit to that it was a man, little brutal oh, i'm not good with little sleep so but it yeah. needed to be done right oh sure it's yeah. like up against the wall you know right and thursday i started searching for a formatter and interior designer because i have neither the patience or skills for that oh we'll talk and, about this too yeah. oh yeah oh yeah and I found the guy, and he's a hero. I was really worried awesome. about the March 4th release date. I think I think that's awesome. natural for a debut yeah. author because you're thinking, oh, my gosh, all these steps that have to go into the process. I have I don't even know the steps, you know? And right, right, exactly. My, <laughs> yeah, and my yeah. format has just been super helpful, and he's extraordinarily fast and high quality, and awesome. I could have a proof copy submitted by the end of this week which is kind of that's insane. great that's awesome yeah so let's let's break that down a little bit because i'm i'm experiencing a lot of the same things right now although see it's a little bit different with what i'm writing right now because i do have my epic fantasy that i'm working on and i've been working on that for 15 oh, so years exciting. in my head oh right my I'm, gosh. I'm, I'm so pumped but it's it kicks my butt every time you know i'll get like two or three chapters in and then it'll just it'll just annihilate me it just drains everything from me not in a bad way but why it's just, i want to hear more so, it's just uh, gosh i don't know man it's just it's just the the depth of the world and the depth of the characters you know it's just it's just not a light read and it's not a light write you know yeah. so it's it's just heavy so in in breaks from that i did some urban legend and ghost story research and put together a book of urban legends and ghost stories. So that's what I'm working on now. Uh, oh, now exciting. it is all me. It's all my writing, but it's from investigations of these ghosts. And I'm not talking like making it all up. I'm talking like the ghost stories and the urban legends. We all know, you know, the, the Wendigo, the, the lady in white, yeah. basically if you've watched supernatural, yeah. then you, you know, every urban legend that, I'm talking about, but oh, I did research. Oh my so gosh. Oh yeah. It's great. I mean, it's, it's a lot. I did all the research. I even went to some of the places and I give you the history. So, you know, I give you the things that nobody knows about. Like I tie, I tie Daniel Boone into the Ozark howler and Alistair Crowley, you know, who's like the lead of the occult. He's the leader of the occult. He's like, he's like, <laughs> what was he known as? He was known as the, the world's wickedest man. You know, so he is tied into a an animal, a cryptid that we have right here in Missouri, which is crazy. So I find all these connections, and even even the goat man, you know, the goat man is connected to the uh, to Stonehenge through ley lines. You know, people don't know this stuff, but I kind of researched it all and put it all together into into a book. So I'm working on that right now. Oh, that is but, exciting! When now I have to ask though, when do you think you'll have that sure. release? Because I would read that. 
oh, I'm work. I'm working on getting it done now. So yeah, so so let's go into that. I said, you know, I said we'll we'll talk about that. So I'm in the editing phase now. I am also mm -hmm. in the formatting Dangerous. phase. <laughs> Holy, who? What? What is this? What is this sludge bullcrap that is is for? Who does formatting? This is the craziest thing to me. Have you tried oh, it? Oh, are you talking the formatting like the finished manuscript and then formatting it? Yeah, like formatting. Are you for kidding a me? I would print, dude. I would delete my entire manuscript by accident trying to freaking format my book. I will not touch it is, that. <laughs> it is brutal. It is the most awful thing in the entire world. Like I, I'll it work is. for five I, hours every oh night. Gosh. Five hours every night. And I'll maybe get one paragraph formatted correctly to where it doesn't look awful when you when you put it in a PDF. It's awful. Oh my gosh, are you serious? Oh yeah, How it's, do you, just, it's just terrible I would, because dude, I don't know I, it. Honestly, you know, like you said, first time I, authors, it's ter it's I, I don't ever do it. Go go hire some. I might you know at the end of the episode I might get your guy and give him a call. I couldn't even imagine. I know uh, several authors that have told me advice. They're like, well, do this, do this with the file. And I'm thinking to myself, I have no idea what you're asking of me. And I, yeah. I don't have the technical skills to do this. Yeah, I just, no, and I mean, I, I have don't. some technical skills. I mean, gosh, I've been, I've been an IT guy for 15 years. So I have some technical skill, but not when it comes to formatting because I don't Holy know it. Holy shit. Yeah, yeah. So it's just... Man, it's I'm a call it's a guy. different breed. I'm a, I'm it's a, a, I'm a holler. Yeah. I'm a holler. I'm a holler at your boy. He's in Serbia if so. you need him. <laughs> you, you, hey, okay, He's so literally in high school, like nine or ten hours ahead of me, and so we're like we're meeting at like eight a.m. in the morning my time, like trying to talk sure. things oh, through yeah. real quick and be like, okay, what yeah. are you looking at? You know, because it's like I don't want to be yeah. rude and like keep him later than his time. Like everybody needs their night off. No, no I mean this guy's like a the, beast, the girl dude. I hired for my cover. Uh, gosh, where is she at? I can't even remember now. But she's sleeping right now. I mean, she's she's like so you know she wakes up in the morning, which is my you know my time to go to bed. So we we never talk. We only talk through through IM or through uh, emails. But uh, you're 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 Serbian, dude. In high school, my best friend was Serbian. They actually came over from Serbia during the during no the way the war. Yeah. Oh yeah. So he was. So they were straight Serbian, and they had a whole Serbian culture that moved from Serbia and landed in the middle of missouri so like they would have me over and they'd be like butchering live pigs and putting them on this big spit and like having their own moonshine and all talking serbian like that was my oh. gosh i me and me and bobbin like hung out for like six years and i hung out with this family long story short i learned how to cuss in serbian and i still remember it because he oh taught my it to gosh me. And he said Oh, yeah, and he said, never say it in front of my dad. So the first thing I did when I actually learned it was set in front of his dad, and his dad just kicked the crap out of him right in front of me. So that's my Serbian story. Yeah, <gasps> what? That's so cool, oh, though. Like, honest to God, that's fascinating. I mean, I have to wonder, yeah. like, why Missouri? Like, why did they pick up their whole life and go to Missouri? Do you know? No clue. But the whole, I mean, you know, I'm talking, what they did is they bought a whole, and it was actually in Kansas that the community went, but they bought a whole neighborhood. Uh -huh. So it was actually a what? Serbian, just like little, yeah, just like little Italy or little China. It was a whole Serbian community that moved into this neighborhood, made it little Serbia. You know, it was, it was pretty, it was pretty wild, but they ended up moving out to Lee Summit where I lived, which is on the Missouri side. And I just met him one day and in high school and we both liked metallica and well, we both like skateboards so 
it's really cool. I feel like I'm in the wrong state yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, well, it was it was it was a blast, man. His his family was crazy. I mean, oh, I, I have stories about bobbing for days. That's not what we're here to talk about. But I got stories about bobbing for days. <laughs> oh, I'm Pretty gonna have wild. to hear these later. I honest to God, oh, yeah. that is but, so but cool. long story short, yeah, he taught me how to cuss. I, I, I said it in front of his dad, and his dad just, like, whooped Bobbin's butt right there. I told you never to teach our language to, you know, because, you know, they don't like, they didn't like Americans, even though they were in America. You know, they didn't they didn't want Americans to know the language and stuff like that. So it was, it was pretty funny. Oh, that is so cool. Okay, wow. That's such yeah. a fascinating twist on your life. I'm so interested now. I feel like, oh, I feel like you just break. opened I got, up I got a whole documentary. Oh, yeah. I got, you just I got opened up a whole days, documentary man. about yourself. I'm <laughs> I honestly. <laughs> but this is not my story. This is your story. So forget sure, all I said about the writing and everything. Nobody cares about nobody cares about my experience. Let's talk about your experience. So you hired a formatter. He's rocking. Oh yes. Did you hire an editor? Of course. <laughs> Did I you? Knew... <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Actually, my editor, bless him, I stalked him out like two months in advance from finishing the manuscript. And uh, I had reached out to him and said, hey, you know, I have this project. It's a because I think I was more just thinking to myself, "Okay, I need an editor who specializes in fantasy and not just just fantasy, like urban fantasy. I needed somebody who had worked with epic or high fantasy. At the time, I thought I was just writing epic fantasy. I had no idea that I had crossed into the high fantasy genre. But yeah, that's besides awesome. the point. I was just, sure. I needed somebody with experience in that genre. And so I stalked him out like two months in advance, told him about the project. And he said, yeah, I'm totally interested. And then sh- like shit hit the fan with my life and I fell off the face of the planet. And uh, oh, crazy. Just a lot of stuff happened personally. And then my manuscript ended up getting 20,000 words longer. And nice. I, <laughs> when I was ready for the editor, I created the project because I go through Upwork because it's an awesome freelance mm-hmm. site. And okay. I invited him to the project and I said, hey, we spoke two months ago. And I apologize because I felt really bad. I said, we spoke two months ago. Sure. I said, some stuff re- went down with my life. I said, but, you know, everything's fine. I was in the middle of transitioning a job, too. It was, like, super chaotic. But yeah, I said, hey, I have that project 20,000 words longer. I said, are you interested? And he was like, yeah. He goes, I'll totally do it. He goes, you're good. Like, don't you don't need to apologize. And I'm like, I know, but my guilty conscience needs to apologize. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. So bad. Yeah. And he took my manuscript and at the end of the day, I hired somebody that would be ruthless as well. Uh, I wanted the whole cold, hard truth because I had been writing for years, but I didn't have any guidance or structure or recipe. Like I was just writing to write and I knew there was a huge learning curve ahead. I had um, one of the biggest pieces of advice I knew from an author uh, and I actually talked to him through Instagram is he told me, he goes, the first thing my editor told me when they gave me back my manuscript was don't panic. <laughs> and oh, he wow. goes, and all I can do, he said, all I That's can awesome. do is tell you the same. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. So I t- <laughs> yeah. So I just told myself over and over, I was like, don't panic. Cause I knew it was going to be ugly, whatever it was. And sure. it was. <laughs> that was the so, question. Yeah. So it wasn't, oh, yeah. it was. 
I think, and I think as yourself, as a writer, you can understand it's such an intimate piece of who we are. It Absolutely. is an unpolished gem of our soul. And right. I went into the process knowing it was going to be a hard learning curve, but I was ignorant to how much emotion I had put into the story itself. Yeah. And getting those development edit notes back was extremely difficult for me. I believe because it. Because yeah. I knew I had to learn. That's what I wanted. But I wasn't prepared for just how much reflecting, evaluating, and soul-searching I had to do to sure. put, like, almost rip my soul apart and then put it all back together and say, here, it worked, right. you know? Right, <laughs> yeah. So I actually, that was a really low point for me, I'm not going to lie. Uh, mm, okay. Because I had put my heart into the story and I knew there was yeah. so much to learn and I'm so hard on myself. I, at the end of the day, it's my fault, right? Blessed curse, I'm a perfectionist sure. and yeah. I don't like, I like criticism, but I don't like criticism at the same right. time. <laughs> right. So... I was like, I'm being attacked. And it's like, no, you're not. Get your crap together and freaking fix the story. Right. right. But I ended up like taking a three-week hiatus in the middle of development edits to like soul sure. search. Because I, I think I was putting too much pressure on myself on top of that. Yeah. You know, I had yeah. this like weird far off dream that I was going to publish before the end of 2021. Sure. And I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And then I got development edits back and it was such a daunting task. And I was like, I, yeah. it's not going to happen, you know? Yeah. And I think I kind of shut down there and did some soul searching and came back. But my editor knows that as I've told him, this story would not be standing as it is today. So yeah. 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 That was, that's a time I laugh about now, but at the time it was serious. <laughs> oh, I believe it. Editing, formatting, done or in the process, you see the end goal uh, you got your cover, which is ridiculous. Have you posted that on Instagram yet? Of course, of course. Okay, that's, I'm yeah, so I didn't, proud I didn't of that know if cover. that's been on there. Got it. <laughs> I can't remember, but it's I've seen it, of course, and it is freaking awesome. It's beautiful. Did you use Upwork for that as well? Uh, Fiverr. I think I'm pronouncing Fiverr. that correctly. Yeah, Fiverr. Yeah. yeah, I found a lady in the UK, and she. I don't. I think she works with Strange Magic or something. Like she's ridiculously talented. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. When <laughs> yeah. I saw it, I was like, "Oh snap! That is." I probably shouldn't be, but I'm huge on covers, especially with higher oh, epic too. fantasy. Yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. it, I'm not saying you know the book's going to be bad if the cover's bad, but man, you give me a good cover, I'm buying it. I just. I you know. I literally buy impulsively by the cover. Yeah. So yeah. I'm shameless to admit that. Me and Barnes yeah. and Noble have a VIP relationship. So yeah, yeah. If I, if I see a, a dope cover, it's I'm buying it. That's exactly. It <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. So self publishing, I assume. Yes. Yes. Okay. It's a and ugly reason for curve. that. I uh, I did a lot. Actually, this is kind of a story. So buckle up. I hope you're ready. Um, I'm ready, man. <laughs> Okay, good. So when I started writing the Varelian Saga, I had a different title for the first book, a different saga name. Okay. And I think it was the year 2000 and 2020? For a second there, okay. I forgot what year it was. Bear with me. Yeah, it, it doesn't matter anyways. Yeah, it's all, it's all the same now. I was yeah. just going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> so I had this book, and the first book was completed, right? This ideal first book. And 
I was determined on publishing. I was telling myself, I have to publish this year. I have to do it. And I got involved with a hybrid publishing company and I thought it was the right decision. I didn't sign any contract. Um, My dad actually stopped me. He was like, this is really cute and all. He's like, congratulations. You know, right. like, right, right. yeah, yeah, what I the understand. fuck are you doing? Yeah, right. he's right. like, hey. one of the biggest lines he told me, he looked right at me because I was under a lot of pressure. I was pressuring myself again, again, the perfectionist sure. mentality was like, I have to have a book published at the, the end of this year. I don't care what it is. Right. Because uh, I'd been writing for years and I think I wanted to prove to myself that I could do this. Uh, Absolutely. And I think I was rushing it, obviously. And yeah. my dad looks at me one day we started talking and he goes, ask yourself, is this the story you want to tell? Word for word, he says that. And, you know, I, he is like, I envy him. I'm extremely respectful of him. Like he is an idol to me. Like I really do respect him and his opinions and stuff like that. So when we started talking about my book and he said that, I was like, no, it's not the story I want to tell. You know, I realized that it was like getting slapped in the face, but you know, just not physically. Yeah. And I retracted everything, pulled out this, the hybrid publishing company wanted to charge an exorbitant amount to get my book off the ground. And that wasn't even including the royalty cut, you know? Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. And he says, you have a degree, because I went to school for business, and he goes, mm-hmm. utilize that. He goes, put that to use. Combine your education with your passion, and let's do something with that. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit, like, why didn't I think of that sooner? And, right. Uh, you know, so that's what I did. And I started, I think it was like six months later, I started Instagram, March 2021 is when I I broached the social media world sure, with my sure. presence. I had never had social media prior and I was like, okay, I'm just going to show up and let's see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And by then I had rewritten the entire book. Uh, oh and my gosh. That was the book that I was going to lead with because the book that I was thinking I'm going to publish, it is nothing like the book that I have now. It was, I would consider it a prequel to The Blood of the Lion. And that's huh. great and all, but sure. I shouldn't lead with a prequel for, right. you know. Right, right. Yeah. It's like, okay, great. I got to know the characters in that, that development, but that's not the story I wanted to lead with until. Right. And right. thus, The Blood of the Lion was born. And that awesome. was how the story started taking off. But in terms of publishing, I really chose to self-publish because one, I like control of the situation. I want yep. to, I, I'm really prideful in my work and sure. obviously I wanted to learn the marketing tactics. I wanted the process of the editing, the formatting, the, you know, all the nine yards, because at the end of the day, it's like when I do start making an income, hopefully, I mean, hopefully people like that. Uh, hopefully, right. Yeah. I would, I would hope. <laughs> I can pocket most of those, those, the cut, you know, like I don't like the contract. Exactly. It's mine. I don't have to have to say, well, it's mine under the rights of, and now that's not to mean, that's not to mean traditional publishing is bad. I think it's what works for everybody. And I've fortunately had the time and finances to pursue it this direction. I also, one of the biggest things I learned as well, which was also another 
big indicator for me to self-publish was most traditional companies are very strict on the guidelines for their genre. They're like, you have to follow this strict recipe. Right. Uh, I didn't do that. Mine is epic to high fantasy. However, we want to classify that because to this day, I still don't want to call it one or the other. Right. Uh, With a lot of dark twist and some horror elements. So it really doesn't fall under any strict genre. So if I were to approach a traditional publishing company with a query, query, Query letter, (laughs) letter, they would reject me immediately because it is not traditional genre. Yeah. So that was the other reason as well. Man, that sounds awesome. I'm I'm so pumped now. I mean, obviously you had me at high fantasy or epic fantasy or any fantasy. I mean, let's be honest. But then to <laughs> add the darker, honest. yeah, let's add the uh, the dark and the the horror. Man, that sounds that sounds great. I'm, I'm a sucker for horror. Yeah, that's yeah, one I of the side it. projects I have is a horror novel. And same here. I, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. Exciting, right? There is something oh. so raw about a horror story that oh yeah oh gosh it keeps you up at night it's just so thrilling i love it i I love love the intimacy with your characters when you get to that point now i don't and we i've discussed this before with other authors that have come on but i don't like gore horror i'm not a fan of gore i don't like it either no yeah i just don't see a personally i mean whatever if you if you dig it whatever but I just personally was like, man, give me the the tension and the 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 horror. You know, there's there's a difference between horror and gore. And I'm just, if you can give me a horror book or a that sense of tension without gore, man, you you, you got me. You know. I agree. The Saw movies, they're so popular. I can't get yeah. into them. And it's yeah. nothing against the storyline. I know people love it. But like sure. you, I really don't care much for the gore. I'm more of the psycho- no. psychological thriller, paranormal. Yeah. Like, right. give me something that really makes me uncomfortable. Right. I exactly. I don't shy away from blood. Obviously, like, I'm writing a high fantasy of sorts with all yeah. that. So there is blood involved. There is some violence involved. Yeah. My main character is keen to violence but yeah you don't need all the goriness to make it a story right. it's just right. not how i work yeah it just it just i don't need to highlight that it's there and it you know unfortunately it's even a part of real life you know so it's there right but i don't need to highlight it you know i don't want to i don't want to dwell on it i want to dwell on the human emotion mm-hmm. maybe it evokes but not the actual you know, flesh exactly, and, yeah. exactly. Make yeah. it a secondary element to the storytelling. Exactly. Don't lead with it. Right, right. So I wanted to go back real quick before we jump uh, jump anywhere else. A main character who's born of a good, noble family coming into <laughs> a a darker prophecy. Or I mean, that's kind of. So how do you write? An anti-hero? I mean, is that what he is? Is he an anti-hero or is he a straight-up villain? No, he's not a villain. I definitely... Okay. I, so one of the biggest inspirations I had was, and obviously this is going to sound cliche, Star Wars is huge to me. Sure. And Star Wars is huge because neither side is wrong or right. Yeah. Um, there's, it's morally gray. And yeah. there is a famous quote that I heard once that said, every villain is a hero in their own mind. Exactly. And right. I've really led with that because depending on what perspective you read or view or look at something from, it could be right to you. 
And right. so even the villain is right in their eyes. Right. And if you tell the story well enough, you might think they're the hero, right? Which, you, which you've uh, done. To an extent. It's a, it's a, <laughs> it's a multi-layered situation where you have Morai Garrel, who is really like an anti-hero, who mm -hmm. is destined to do wrong, basically, based on this old prophecy. And hmm. the situation that was really challenging for me was to capture him spiraling, to take a character that has wanted nothing more than to make his parents proud. He's the sole heir to his bloodline. Uh, he's 24, 25, okay. I believe. Bear with me. I have to fact check my own character's age. Sure, sure. <laughs> and he's, he's, he's in his 20s. Yeah. He's in his 20s. He's been <laughs> faced with really traumatic experiences. And something that was really important to me was to take a character that didn't necessarily want to do wrong, but they were almost forced to do wrong. And yeah. that broaches on the topic of mental illness, which sure. I really did in research on kind of this bipolar disorder and dissociative identity disorder because... I'll, the readers will find out first chapter i it's all over my the Varelian saga page morai garrel has been soul bonded to a demon and okay. it's a traumatic event that happens and that's how i the book starts off and you know that mm. right off the bat Man. and he begins to spiral and yet he wants to do good he cares for his men he's like he's a king he yeah you know wants to honor his the memories of his parents. I mean, things like yeah. that. And yet destiny has been cruel and he grows, he is growing sicker and sicker every day. And this hmm. is the catalyst to his lust for violence and bloodshed. Um, and if he doesn't satiate that need, it actually makes him worse. So it's a very complicated hmm. character development that yeah. he undergoes. And it, it's such a, he was one of my favorite characters. He is my precious one out of all okay, my main yeah. characters. Yeah. <laughs> is he, is he the main, the main protagonist or are we, do we have multiple, oh, multiple. Uh, points of view, multiple main characters? Multiple. You've got Morai Geralt, obviously my demon king, uh, which is the prophecy. And then you have Syrah, who really is the protagonist of the story. Okay. And then you have Cyrus, who is the dragon rider. Uh, he is the first dragon rider in nearly eight centuries, and he hmm. has, you know, some some major story arc character development that begins to unravel in book two. Okay. But what was important to me was to not necessarily say so and so is a protagonist, so and so is an antagonist. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm I'm writing off that that everybody's a hero in their own mind. So even yeah. Syrah will face some choices that she won't be so pretty on, you know? Hmm. That cut yeah. and dry hero. I don't like that. I, I want right. I want a complicated character. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. And, and you know, way to way to choose something really easy and not so challenging for your first book. <laughs> I so, know. You know good I on thought you. to myself, like, what the <laughs> fuck was I thinking? Right. <laughs> hey, you know, I mean <laughs> Uh, shoot for the moon, I guess, right? <laughs> Dude, I could not agree more with you. I was, I think I was just talking about that the other day. I thought to myself, of all books to start with, uh, this is the book right. I'm trying to publish. <laughs> like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
That's crazy. I mean, that's so. So that brings us back to how I was trying to explain the the depth and why you know my my story is kicking my butt so hard because because it's like that. You know, it's, it's it's got a lot of depth and it's got a lot of different angles and different paths and things like that. And you know, I just I just let it kick my butt. You went ahead and and finished it. So so kudos. I I not sure if I necessarily finished it or somebody's going to look at that and go, what the fuck was that? But right, we're going right. to roll with it. <laughs> yeah, darn right. Let's talk about your dogs, because I'm a huge I'm a huge animal person, huge dog person, and I hear them in the background every once in a while, and I'm sure you probably heard Bear. Uh, he's been barking the last 10 Aww. minutes right behind me. So, so uh, cute. Uh, oh, he's I love him. But so, so what, what, do you, what do you got? What, what are you rolling with? Oh, gosh. I have too many. No, I'm just kidding. I love them all. I have four Goldens and <laughs> oh my gosh. one Alaskan okay. Malamute. Wow. Yeah. I live with family, so, so thankfully I have the space for it, but yeah, so it's a lot do you of guys, dog. Do you guys have some, have some land? Are you on a ranch or on a farm or anything? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. We live awesome. on the side, kind of on the side of a mountain, I guess you could say. And That's great. It's a good amount of acreage, so Sweet. plenty of room for the dogs to play with, which is really nice because when Balto, my Alaskan Malamute, was younger, mm -hmm. he was a nightmare, and I say that endearingly. He sure. was a challenging puppy, and he required a lot of playtime. Very high-energy yeah. dog, so... Yeah. And I felt very grateful to obviously have this land because I know there's, you know, there's people out there that don't have that opportunity. And right, have right. To leash up their dogs and take them on a walk i'm like just go outside right. open the door exactly go play exactly <laughs> you know yeah now are they all indoor dogs or any of them yes oh okay. gosh they they run my life <laughs> that's awesome that's hilarious do you have any other any farm animals any any livestock anything like that i have two horses an arabian cool. horse and a shetland pony so i guess Sweet. one and a half <laughs> yeah you're right yeah, right they... exactly <laughs> Man, that's I awesome sitting there count. on a, a ranch in Colorado. So you're, you're. I mean, my my dream is, I don't know, Montana, maybe something like that. Oh, but gosh, yeah. in the mountains, nothing around me. You know, I mean, I just I want to be in the mountains. I want to be by myself. Uh, here's a secret. I don't know if you know this. I don't like people. You know, I'm not a fan. <laughs> so I'm such an introvert. I get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just you know, I just don't like them. I like, you know, I like the trees. I like the mountains. I like the mm -hmm. the rivers and the creeks. And you know, and here, you know, here in Missouri, we've got, you know, we've got what we've got. And I'm really, I'm really grateful. You know, we've got some acreage and we've got nobody around us, and I love it. I'm just missing, I'm just miss, missing mountains and, and forests. You know. Oh gosh. So do you live on flatlands? Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, oh. it's yeah, it's right in the middle of. I mean, out out here, it's basically farmland. So that's what you've got. Oh just my fields gosh! And, yeah, yeah. I couldn't do it. I the mountains. I yeah. could not live on the flatlands. I yeah, there's no there's no not, mountains around us. That's that's, that's where we're, no, be no, I'm difficult not gonna, when you love the mountains. Right, right, and and ha, if I ever lived out there and then moved to here, yeah, it'd be pretty brutal. But moving from the city. True. And finally getting out to the country and having your own space and having your acreage and your, you know, your woods and your things like that. I mean, it's, it's a grand, it's a grand step up from the city. I'm not going to, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. 100% the truth there. Now yeah. I have to ask, I mean, do you have crops or anything? Do you do that? Not yet. So we moved out here 
And so I've been city all my life. My brother about three years ago said, hey, man, are you done? I'm done. Let's move out to the country. I said, yes, I'm done. So we all, my mom and dad, my brother, my sister, who everybody's married, other other sister, we all bought a huge p- plot of land and built five houses on it. No way. So, oh, okay. Yeah. That's cool. It's great. I mean, I love it. And we've all got dogs. We've all got cats. And we've got cows going. We've got goats going and things like that. And so it's, it's like I said, it's not the mountains, but it's it's pretty great. It's pretty epic. But it's yours. Like, how exactly. cool. And to be close exactly. with family and to be, right. I mean, let's be real, away from the city and away exactly. from the majority of the people. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's wonderful. I, I mean, like, like you said, not everybody gets that opportunity. We have that opportunity. I'm very grateful, very blessed. And, you know, I can look, I can walk off out, out on the porch with a beer in one hand and a gun in the other and pee and shoot and drink right off my porch. Ain't nobody can tell me not to do it, so I'm going to do it. So you can't do that in the city. <laughs> no, you can't. You'd have the no, cops you can't. at your door going, did you just pee in public? Yeah, yeah. No, I peed and I drank and I shot a gun all at the same time. <laughs> so take that to the station. Exactly, right. Well, okay, we're getting we're getting close to the end here. I don't even know if we actually accomplished anything. We just had a great conversation, which is going to be you know, it's going to be a great episode. But is there anything that you want to address? Anything you want to bring up? No, I just I'm super excited, I guess. I think one of the biggest pieces of advice that I think I could give any writer or anyone following a dream, and I mm-hmm. say this because it really impacted me was when I was at my lowest in my development edits, and I mean, we're talking full disclosure, we're talking multiple meltdowns a week because I was sure. so frustrated and confused. Sure. I didn't want to scrap my work, but I knew most of it was going have to have to be rewritten. I mean, yeah. you name it, I had to do it because yeah. obviously what did I do? I took on one of the hardest complicated storylines and genres that you could do for a debut book. Why right. not? Absolutely. You know? yeah. Let's make it easy. Right. So... <laughs> I was not to interrupt you. That have you ever seen Goodwill Hunting? No. What is that? Okay. Okay. First of all, watch it tonight. Just just Good watch one. it. It's incredible. It's okay. Matt Damon's. It's one of Matt Damon's uh, first movies. He uh, he and Ben Affleck wrote it. But it is it's intense. Uh, Robin Williams is in it. Oh, and I, I obviously him. I'm I know I'm older than you, so I, I may have a couple of references that you know that don't quite land with you. But Matt Damon. I Rob am an Williams. old soul. Don't you worry. Good, good. Then you will. I, I, if you're an old soul, you will absolutely love it. You will. You will cry. I mean, it is. It is one of the most intense movies I have ever seen. It. I mean, it's so heavy. But in one of the parts, um, Rob Williams is. A, so he he plays a therapist, and Matt Damon uh-huh. is the uh, the main character. Rob Williams is helping him deal through some stuff. So they get through a bunch of crap. And they get to the scene where Matt Damon was talking about his dad beating him when he was a kid. And he says, you know, my dad would get drunk and, you know, he'd, he'd lay out a, you know, a spoon and a belt and a wrench. And he'd say, he'd, he'd tell me, you know, pick one. And I'd pick the wrench every time. And Rob was like, why would you do that? And he's like, because, because F him, you know. 
because I'm I'm going to show them that I can do it. So that kind of reminds me of you with the uh, <laughs> with the uh, choice of the you know the <laughs> epic fantasy intense. You know, I mean, f it, why not? You know, pick the hardest one so you can show them what's up. I'm not going to even lie. Going back and writing other genres, like I've revisited my vampire werewolf Norse mythology sure. book, and it's sure. placed in the modern world, and I'm thinking. This is easy, and I, so I mean easy. that I mean that lightly because obviously right. it still works, still world building. It still works, right, right, right. But coming off of building the Varelian saga, it is it feels like a walk in the park, and it's almost refreshing because yeah. it doesn't require the same amount of work, mental right. work, mental, uh, work. right? Yeah, right. it's still challenging in its own right with right. different aspects. It's much more fun. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and anybody I, who's ever written knows that it is work. It is, and people who don't write will never have a clue. No, it is no. work, but it's a the, whole different yeah. level when you've got an entire universe, an entire world, and everything in it has to make sense. And yeah, it's it's, it's a different ball game. Exactly. I mean, I'm still yeah. world building to this day with the yeah. Borellian saga, just stuff, yeah. even in development edits that I was really forced to revisit. And once I finally, you know, shed the armor and I was like, okay, I have to do this and I have to expose myself and just be as vulnerable as I can with my story in this development edit phase. I, yeah. it was freeing and I really really did a lot of development. I mean, what did I do? I created my own polytheistic religion. I was like, okay, right. we're going to integrate a sure. massive religious practice in the culture. And that yeah. is going to be a huge catalyst as well, because why not? Yeah. <laughs> like, right, right. But do you, now, so do you play D&D? &D? No, ever... I don't. I okay. don't. I've been told I need to, though. I was just kind of curious because world building, uh, especially when the with the religions and the different sects and and things like that, uh, yeah, that that plays a huge role in in D anD. d So I, I was just curious if you ever have, but uh, oh, it's I won't, so I won't exciting, nerd out with you on it. That's but okay. I will, that's okay. I will <laughs> tell you to go watch Goodwill Hunting. Watch it tonight, and report to me in the morning. It's that good. Tell me what you think. It's man, it's good. You you will love it. Okay, okay, I consider it a good deal. I mean, honestly, at this point, we're this deep into our relationship, it's going to have to right. happen. <laughs> right, you, ha you have to. Right. Well, I'll tell you what. We are pushing an hour, so let's start to think about wrapping it up. One question I did want to ask is, do you have a recommendation of a book that the listeners that I need to drop everything and go get right now? Oh, I have three because I can't help it, nice. and they're all okay. they're all horror. I excellent. I spent the last year horror binging my books and wow, okay. Shameless. Yeah, sure. While I was reading writing fantasy, I just went on a horror binge. So yeah, got to the. Let's see what I'll start with. The Haunted by Bentley Little. It is okay. a paranormal horror book. It will break you. I cried at the really? end. Really? I mean, that's Holy it's cow. one of the best horror books I think I've read in a long time. Wow. Oh, yes. And then there is The Anomaly by Michael Redger, which is okay. a supernatural horror. And I'm going to be real. That is a story I never anticipated to read, but it is a top read of all time. No lie. Hmm. Okay. And then if you're looking for something more psychological and 
gory in a sense of disturbing but without being gore because like i said and like we've discussed i'm not really into the gore gore sure. factor right is the sleep experiment by jeremy bates that one was pretty insane really oh yes now i'm now i'm very i think out of all three of those the first one was the haunting the haunted yeah the haunted Which, i yeah. think i think that one piques my interest the most because i do i love the the haunted house oh my gosh you're gonna love atmosphere. this yeah oh, that right I up mean, your alley and i have and i'm not gonna lie i have <laughs> i have read haunted house horror books haunted horror books that kind of thing and not been able to i have to stop it and turn on the light and like do some jumping jacks or something just to get out of that <laughs> get out of my headspace you know but i but i do love yes. them so that one is, I think, my interest is most peaked on. They all sound incredible. Out, out of the three, which was oh, your favorite? I'm going to have to say they're so unique in all their own ways. I can't choose. Do you a favorite. know any of the authors? Okay. No, I don't. Then you can answer. I then would... you can answer freely because they, they don't care. <laughs> <laughs> this I'm is gonna a safe have to space. Say... <laughs> I feel safe now. Yeah. I'm gonna have to say. At the end of the day, if I had to consider it, it would be The Haunted, simply because I'm a paranormal horror fanatic, and I yeah. love anything with the paranormal. Like The Exorcist, don't even get yeah. me started. I devoured that book. So anything No, I've never read the stuff. book. Oh, my God. You have well, done Well, but wrong. you know why? It's because <laughs> I, don't, I don't watch the movie. I watched that when I was like 13, and I was like, nope, <laughs> never again, <laughs> you know? I seriously, I'm the kind of person that crawls up in, at night. It's like, I'm going to go read. It's like 930 at night and I'm up reading The Exorcist until like 1030, 11 oh o'clock and gosh. then going to bed. <laughs> like, there is something know. deranged about me, I guess. I mean, it's no, just, I did it. Cause like I said, I yeah. like, I love, I love the paranormal stuff and I love the supernatural stuff, but something about The Exorcist, man, it was just, that was, I guess I was too young to see it. That was just jacked. Yeah, I didn't watch my first scary movie until like 15, 16, and I was scared yeah. then. It only took yeah. quite a number of years before I really embraced it and was like, this is my favorite genre. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Uh, well, if you would allow me, I will make a recommendation as well. Oh, please do. I'm always down. Uh, if you have your pen and paper handy, it's called okay. Goodwill Hunting. It's a movie with Matt Damon oh, and Robin Williams. <laughs> And I suggest you watch it tonight and get back with it to me in the morning about how much you liked it. I literally was anticipating a book. <laughs> I was like, my, my brain went, wait, come again? Is this a book? Right, right. <laughs> okay, well, let's oh get some, uh, let's, bring this, let's bring this back down to earth. Okay. Chelsea McKenna, The Blood of the Lion, March 4th, 2022. I did want to ask, are you... Oh. Are you wanting any ARC readers, beta readers, uh, early early readers, reviewers, that kind of thing? Is that something you're still needing, or are you taking care of there? Uh, heck yeah. I mean, I'm always down. I I would love ARC readers advanced. Okay. I have the ebook version, so at, ask away. I'm here. Sweet. Well, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll note that on the uh, podcast as well. If anyone is interested and wants to get an ARC copy, you know, holler at your girl, and she'll, uh, oh. she'll hook you up. I might as well. Uh, I might also. So we'll, we'll see. What oh, I, I, I was going to say before I forget, because I'm terrible and I almost forgot, every single ARC reader that 
you know, reads my book, leaves a review, first week it's published, mm -hmm. will get a signed copy of my book with a custom-made red Varelian book box because that's what I did because well, apparently I'm crazy. Oh, crimson red. And uh, with text on it and everything, it's beautiful. With what? bookmark and a custom postmark as well. Postcard. Yeah, I'm super right. excited. Y'all heard that, so... <laughs> We'll need to get this. We'll need to get this episode out there so people can hear it and they can have time to do. It. That's a, yep. that's incredible. What a deal! It that all is, cost on me. This is all international. Man, that's incredible. Well, I'll uh, I'll I'll sign up to be an arc reader because a I'm going to buy the book anyways when it comes out. So we'll you know I'll, oh I'll have two copies. And we'll, we'll get we'll do a giveaway. So, but yo, I'm going to be first in line. That I mean, I'm I'm pumped. I'm super excited. Are you serious? Oh, I'm really? dead serious. Oh yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, my. first in line. <laughs> That's super awesome. Yeah, as soon oh as, as, as the pre-order is up, hearing. let me know, and we'll uh, yeah. And oh I'm not God. getting I'm not getting a uh, a digital copy. It's got to be physical because that that covers. And plus, I mean, if there's a choice, I'm always getting physical. Let's let's be. I'm honest. always I'm, getting I'm, physical too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if it's, if it's real quick, if I need something tonight, or if I need to read something for somebody immediately, yes, digital, fine. But I'm still getting the, the physical because that's just because that's just I'm I a book hoarder. That's exactly. Yeah. I get it. Trust exactly. me. No, I'm so excited. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. And oh, seriously, absolutely. I mean this. I want to read your urban legend book. And when your epic fantasy comes out, because I know it will, because you keep returning it to it. So there's obviously your soul is in that book. Right, I will right. seriously read that book. You let me know. I'm first in line because obviously fantasy awesome. is my life. Awesome. I will let you know. And I will, uh, depending on where you are at with your editing and whatnot, I'll send you a uh, copy as soon as I, I plan on having it uh, available for, oh, at least, at least beta reading uh, within the next couple of weeks. So I'll, No uh, way! Oh, yeah. Holy yeah. shit. Okay. Yeah. So I'll, I'll send, okay, I'll send yeah. you a copy. You can, you can check it out and let me know what you think. Done. Sweet. Seriously done. Okay. Well, thank you all so much for tuning in today. I hope you enjoyed your time here at the Storyteller Saga. A huge thank you to Chelsea McKenna for coming on and sharing a little bit about herself. If you would, Chelsea, can you tell the listeners where they can find you, where they can get your books, and where they can follow along with everything that you're doing? Awesome deal. Thank you so much for having me. This has been absolutely fantastic, and I probably absolutely. would have talked to you for another four hours. Right? But I'm just, right? I'm just, that, I'm just that cool. <laughs> I know, I know. But <laughs> in terms of my book, you can follow my journey on the Varelian Saga on Instagram or CD McKenna One on Instagram as well. You can also check out the com. The website is going to be up and running here by the end of January, so I'm super excited. Awesome. And I have a book trailer on YouTube as well that you can look Sweet. at called the blood of the lion obviously and <laughs> surprise <laughs> title change <laughs> right and you can catch me i you can catch me on the black sheep of my social media page which is facebook as well so cd mckenna writes i'm there as well <laughs> awesome well everyone make sure you all go follow along with everything that chelsea is doing and follow me here on your podcast player of choice and at Micah Campbell Writes on Instagram. Again, thank you all so much for joining us today. And until next time, I've been Micah. Our phenomenal author for this episode has been Chelsea McKenna, and you have been a beautiful audience. I'm not going to say the end yet because I have one more surprise question that you must answer. 
How does the blood of the lion end? <laughs> Cliffhanger. <laughs> <laughs> the end. <laughs> <laughs>